I'm Jamie Roberts, and this is the Running Scared Podcast, where we review the movies and make the jogcast so we'll have you running away but coming back for more. And we're coming back again for a special sneak preview. My co-host, Rob Lendrum, is feeling a little under the weather, so instead of putting out a movie review, so we decided we'd do a second little sneak peek of our most recent jogcast, Time to Burn. We also have recently launched our website. Uh, You can go to runningscaredmedia.com where you can access all our episodes, tons of great content, video content, audio content, along with all the rest of our jogcasts. If you like what you hear, you can head to any audiobook retailer to purchase the jogcasts. You can purchase them directly off our website, and you can also go to Patreon backslash runningscared to grab some of those jogcasts and to subscribe to the Running Scared Patreon channel. We also have an exclusive show to Patreon called The Cool Down, where we do prizes and giveaways and have uh, callers call in and basically just have a little good time on Patreon. So we've got lots of things happening. But for now, and this week, please listen to the second sneak peek of Time to Burn. And next week, we'll be back with a review of the 2014 horror film, As Above, So Below. Please enjoy Time to Burn. Same dream again, running up the cliff. Legs are aching. The fire starts as I clear the trees. Just like always, I can hear the screaming. There's a figure in the window. A woman. That must be his mistress. She's trying to open the window, but she's only got one free hand. I'm trying to get there, but I'm not fast enough. She opens it and something falls into the flower bed. It's a child. But there's someone behind her. Is that... Is that Dad? He grabs her by the hair and drags her back into the fire. Speaking. Um, hi, Mr. Halstrom. My name is Bersha, Bersha Amaros. I'm really happy I've got a hold of you. Uh-huh. What's this about? I'm not really sure how to begin this conversation, I guess. Well, I see you're up on Coast Point rebuilding the cabin. Are you following me around or something? No. Well, no. I mean, I was actually looking for Listen. you. Listen. Bersha, is it? I don't care if you work for some running magazine or a podcast or if you're just another local creepo who has some theory about the cabin fire. I have no comment and I don't appreciate you hanging around my property. And if I see you near my place again, I'll call the authorities. Is that clear? Wait, no, sorry. Just wait. Let me explain. 
There's something I think you should know. Well, what do I need to know? I'm your half-brother. I don't have a brother. I know this may be hard to hear. I don't have a brother. But I'm sure. Goodbye. Wait. A half-brother. What is he talking about? Stop calling me. Please, let me explain. You've got one minute. I'm not sure where to start. But we do share the same father. And my mother was the woman who died in the cabin fire. She was his mistress. And I was found at the fire. But with her gone, and undocumented in the US, I was put up for adoption. And as you can probably hear, I've been living my life in Scotland. It wasn't until much later on that I actually found out who I was and who she was. So who was she? What? Who was your mother? And why was she home-wrecking my family? Uh, she was an Irish traveler named Roma. You mean a gypsy? I don't think they like to be called that in any way. She met your father on one of his business trips overseas. Uh, he was selling weapons. That was his job. That was travelers? Anyway, that don't matter. He met her there. He built a cabin for her and then arranged to bring her over in secret, where he hid her for about a year. They had a relationship, as well as, well, let's just say, they had similar interests. What are you getting at? Man, it's my belief that your father and my mother were deeply interested in the occult. And they spent much of their time here trying to contact spirits. Oh, for Christ's sakes. What is with this town and this... Man, I believe that the night you came here, something happened. They fought, and somehow the cabin was set ablaze. You arrived just in time to save my life. Save your life? I was the baby, Martin. You picked me up out of the garden and cleared me from the fire. That's a real good story. And it smells like horse shit. I'm blocking you now. Good night. Race day. Finally. Came here to do two things. See the new cabin, beat the time. Cabin's almost done. Then I can get the fuck out of this shithole. A lot of eyes on me. Guess my reputation is preceding me. Or maybe it's just the girly locket I got around my neck. It feels like it's heating up again for some reason. Runners ready? Something feels wrong. All this weird stuff has me off my game. Can't let it shake me. There's always a bit of adjusting at the beginning. Control that energy and find the sweet spot. I'm not here for a prize. Just gotta beat the time. Why do I feel compelled to run faster? Can't burn out too quickly. Gotta pace it. I'm way out in front. So why does it feel like someone's breathing down my neck? I look back and I see one guy trailing me, trying to give me some competition. You're fast, Martin. 
But I'm not gonna make it easy on you. Good luck, buddy. I've got good genes, and 50% of them are yours, by the way. Oh, Christ. Are you that nutso who called me last night? One in the same. I'm your half-brother, Bersha, remember? <sighs> what do you want from me, Bersha? Relax. I'm not going to bite. I grew up an orphan in Motherwell, Martin. No family whatsoever. But ever since I became a father, I've wanted to know more about where I came from. When I discovered who my father was, and that I had a brother who was rebuilding on the property where I was found, well, I felt compelled to meet you. So what? You want to do Christmas at the cabin now? Your mother ripped my family apart. I get the feeling that you don't know our dad as well as you thought you did. You're right, he was never around, and I was scared of him. And I stopped giving a shit about that guy a long time ago. I checked the public records. Our dad had already filed for divorce from your mother before he died. So that night, he was going to introduce me to your mother? Seems like it. But I'm not convinced it was just a family gathering. If you think you could sue me for the land title or something... I don't want your land, Martin. This whole area around the cabin gives me the creeps anyway. I swear it calls to me sometimes. I'm glad that's settled. Now shut up. I'm trying to run a race here. The sky seems to be changing like a storm's coming. The time. Just focus on the time. I take a look back and Bersha's digging deep. For a second his skin looks blue like he's gonna puke. His eyes close and when he reopens them, I'm met with a dead stare right into my heart. He wants to win this as much as I do. Here come our first runners. In the lead, we have the veteran, Martin Halstrom, followed by newcomer, Bersha Amaros. From here, they will continue across the footbridge to White Island. Folks, let's help out our runners with a round of applause. Time to hydrate. I slam back a paper cup of water. Oh! Is this blood? The thick liquid makes my mouth taste like iron. I look down expecting to see my hands covered in it, but it's just water. Wait to daddy! His family is here to watch. Kid's a spitting image of his dad. Bersha picks up the kid. That's gonna hurt his time. What are you doing? Now he's handing him off to some creep in the crowd. Hey, is that the mechanic? Bersha seems expressionless, like a robot. I let him catch up to me. I don't know why I'm so concerned. Maybe he knows the guy. Strange choice for a babysitter. What do you care? Fine. Let's run. We cross the bridge to the island, and Bersha hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. In fact, he's downright robotic. Every time I try to pull away from him, he seems to match me. Always hanging about ten steps back. I come around the first bend. A pair of yokels are standing there. What the hell? They're stepping out onto the course, blocking my way. Luckily for me, these two are not in the best shape. Don't let them get away. 
This backwater moron is trying to sprint me down now. He's got no weapon, just trying to hold on to me. What the hell do you want from me? He spins me sideways right to the edge of the path. If he had any strength to him, he might have thrown me down the slope and into the lake. Bursh is coming at me like a bat out of hell. Gotta lose this guy. I give him the old schoolyard trip. That was Time to Burn. A jogcast produced by RunningScaredMedia.com Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Running Scared.